Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fool around so little and we keep track of time being so serious idiots thinking it will matter keep me company downtown before the clock runs out sun is shining but the rain is welcome too friends are nearby don't need another view time is not on my mind but then it's you oh All things must pass But I'm not gonna wake up, wake up I'm not ready, let me have another day Don't wake up, wake up Keep it steady cause I'm happy I'm not gonna wake up No, no, not yet, whoa Remember how those songs go, but hi, hello, roller coaster riders, and welcome to roller coasting. I am your host, Megan. It's sweating, it is so hot. I'm absolutely not complaining. Long may this gorgeous weather continue, but I am sweating from every single crease in my body. I've had two showers today, and I genuinely think I'll need to go for a third, and it's only 4 pm. Anyway. Anywho, welcome to a new episode. I normally start a new episode with a catch-up. So I am, in fact, just back from Madrid. I was in Madrid in España. I just got back late last night. But instead of me just having a quick catch-up, guys, Madrid was a hoot. I was only there for three days, well, three nights, four days, kind of. I was there for a short space of time, but Oh my fucking God, I have stories to tell. I have laughs. 
to give you. So you know what? I'm going to make this full episode hilarious, sorry, hilarious stories from Madrid. I love storytelling. I really, really love storytelling. It's one of my favourite things to do. And you know what? I have a podcast. So these things, they go hand in hand. So I'm here to tell you stories from Madrid. And if you have somewhat of a good sense of humour, I'm sure you will enjoy this episode. So kick back, relax and get ready to laugh, baby. We're going to Madrid. So for some context, I went to Madrid on Thursday. It's currently Monday. So I went last Thursday and I came home last night, which was Sunday night. Um, I went with two of my best friends, Nadine and Neve. And the reason we went to Madrid is to go to Primavera, Primavera, Prima, Primavera Festival. I'm sure that's how you say it. Because Fred again was playing and we all love Fred again. So it just made perfect sense. The festival was amazing. Like, I 100% want to go to another Primavera Festival. It's probably the best one I've ever been to in my life. It was that good. Um, so that's why we went to Madrid and we stayed in a wee Airbnb, yada, yada, yada. That's, that's the backstory. That's the context. Now, let me tell you some funny stories. I mean, like, stupid shit was happening every single day like I am not kidding on I could probably lift my top up look in the mirror and see a six pack from how much I have laughed put it for the past three days for such a short space of time I have so many stories to tell it was fucking hilarious so let's get on to the funny stories so the first night was quite chill we got there around like four or five p.m got checked into the Airbnb. Um, actually, when we got into the Airbnb, the guy who owned it was so nice. He was just like, he was. we learned later in the story, as you'll hear, he is like, he's 50, he has a 21-year-old son, um, but he didn't speak any English. Like, literally, he just spoke Spanish. Um, and actually, in Madrid, it's quite common that no one really speaks English. And obviously, fair enough, we're in Spain. They speak Spanish, duh. But like, even like menus and stuff were never really in English. So, you know, it was quite hard for us to understand anything, but that's what we get for being thick as shit and not knowing other languages. Um, but anyway, we got there and we just could not communicate with this guy. Like, we were just kept laughing. Like, nobody had any idea what each other were saying. But anyway, more on him later. His name's Tony. Um, so we checked in, got ready, and we're like, okay, let's just have a kind of nice chilled one. So we went to this um, restaurant called Belmondo. <laughs> more on Belmondo later again but we went to this restaurant and it's owned by the same group as like Pink Mama in Paris um, the, it's owned by the Big Mama group right so we knew it would be stunning like it's pure gorgeous inside the food's amazing it's all like Italian lovely 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 so we rock up at Belmondo and we're waiting outside so it doesn't actually open till 8pm and our booking was at 8pm so we're standing waiting and these two men come up to us and say like, hola, like, can we take um, some picture of you to me? And I was like, eh, um, like, obviously, you know, I'm trying to think in my head, is that safe? Is that weird? So I was like, um, sorry, we have a dinner reservation. Like, I don't really have time. Nadine's like, yeah, we have time. She's like, it's not even open yet. I can go take some photos. And I was like, why are you so eager to get me involved in this? Me and Neve were like, I don't know. And they were like, come down here, come down here. And they were pointing like away down the street. And I was like, in my head, being sensible, this doesn't feel very safe. 
why would we do that? Nadine not getting a memo. She's like, come on, Megan, that's a shame. They want to take some pictures. Come on, come on. So all of a sudden, we're walking with these two guys. It was just round the corner and it was still daylight outside. The guys were actually really nice and they weren't weird at all. But I was like, what is going on? So this guy's got a big fancy camera. The other one is filming it on his phone because he makes TikToks. So before I know it, I'm standing in like the doorway of this hall in Madrid and he's like, okay, can you do um, a spin and like hold the skirt out? I'm doing all these crazy poses and this guy's just taking these photos. And, like People were walking by thinking like, is this some sort of photo shoot? Like what's going on? Everyone's staring. And I was like, genuinely, what the fuck is going on? It turns out that the guy taking the photos is actually a photographer thank god and the guy who was taking videos on his phone is actually a tiktoker he's got like basically one million followers but he his videos are all about people driving fast cars so i'm not too sure where i came into that and neither of them have posted any of my content so maybe it was shite maybe i wasn't up to standard but that was random anyway we then went into belmondo had the most gorgeous dinner the most gorgeous drinks it was all very lovely, nothing else that hilarious happened that night. And we were in bed for a good time and it was time for day two. So day two was the day of the festival, but the festival was a nighttime festival. So we had the daytime just to explore, take it in, sightsee, whatnot. So we went out for brunch first. Me and Neve both ordered an acai bowl and look... I can't, I can't make a good acai bowl either, but I, I ain't selling them. I ain't profiting off these acai bowls. It genuinely was like soup, like fruity soup. It was the runniest shit I have ever seen. It, it, you know, it wasn't the best. And this seemed to be a, a bit of a common theme, more on that later, that we just were not good at picking restaurants. Because I know there's so many nice spots in Madrid to eat. Of course there is. And Belmondo fantastico but we were just struggling the rest of the holiday Belmondo was genuinely the one successful meal we had we just kept picking the wrong places anyway we're exploring that day we went to a lovely rooftop bar we had some aperols in the sun we went to Zara we done some shopping all was going so so well and um, so then we went back to the apartment we got changed we got ready and we were heading out to um, the festival so when we had had a few drinks, we were drunk, we were ready to go, we phoned a taxi to take us to the festival. So with our tickets, we got like a bus included, but you had to, we would have had to get a taxi to this bus to then take us. So we're like, look, let's just pay for a taxi going because we're in a bit of a rush and we can get the bus home tonight. So we phoned a taxi we get in the taxi and it should have been like a 36 minute drive I'm sure so we're like okay that's not bad at all off we go the festival is in the arsehole of nowhere like I mean it is in no man's land it's so 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 far out there's no life or buildings or anything around it's just in the middle of like not desert but like that, that kind of vibe, like a field, like just trees, trees and sand, that's all that's around. So we're in this taxi. Um, again, the driver like doesn't really speak English. We don't really speak Spanish. Neve knows a wee bit of Spanish, but not much, not enough to communicate. So we're in this taxi and I could see on his maps, on the driver's maps, it was saying like, okay, turn left or turn right. But he just would not turn left to right. He just kept going straight. So we were like, driver, 
you have to take the turn and he was like no 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 like he just was not following the maps he just kept driving straight so the journey was just going up and up and up all three of us were bursting for the toilet I was I was severely bursting. You know when it's so actually painful and you can't think about anything else, you can't distract yourself. All you can think about is how you are trying not to fucking piss your pants. So we're in this taxi. The time is just going up and up and up. We're already late, later than we'd like to be to the festival. I am bursting for the piss. It just wasn't looking good. So we're like, driver, you need to go down where it's telling you to go in fairness I would not have liked to drive on these roads either like it was genuine dirt tracks like it wasn't roads it was just like rocky sand but he was just refusing to take us anywhere and he stopped the car and he started driving again and we were down to like I said like there was 11 minutes left of our journey to get us to the festival he took a different turn and it went up to 45 minutes I was like no we'd already been in the taxi for about an hour by this point we're not doing another 45 minutes so we're all freaking out no one can communicate with each other I decided enough's enough I'm about to piss my pants so he's stationary on like I don't know what you'd call it, maybe like a dual carriageway, like cars are going really fast, but it wasn't a motorway, some sort of dual carriageway. And I said, dignity is out the window. I need to get out of this fucking car and I need to pee. So I get out of the car, it's broad daylight and I'm just peeing on this really fast dual carriageway. Cars going here, there and everywhere. The driver could probably see me, but I needed to let that shit out. Eventually, the driver, after Google Translate, we've had a conversation through that, agrees that, okay, he has to drive down these dark tracks. And look, I get it. As I said, I wouldn't want my car going down these, but, you know, that is just how the cuckoo crumbled. Unfortunately, that is where we were going. And we're driving over all these, like, rocks and, like, the the ground was just really uneven because, as I said, it wasn't a road, but it was the way. And the poor driver's car, it genuinely sounded like we were driving a tin can. Like, we may have well, may as well have took a can of Heinz beans to this festival. It felt like the car was about to, like, snap into all the rocks were, like, hitting off, like, the... The thing underneath your car, like, bless him. I honestly feel like he's going to need a new a new motor after that journey. I do. I feel absolutely terrible. How was he to know? But also, how were we to know that this festival was in the middle of fucking nowhere? So it was quite the journey. It was just like... Like, noises. Like, it sounded utterly terrible. Um, I hope the taxi driver made it home in one piece with his taxi. Um... But yeah, it was quite an exhausting journey. And by the time we arrived, we were actually sober. Like we were drunk when we left, sober when we arrived. So we get to Primavera and obviously I am very used to going to festivals in the UK or like going to these types of events in Ibiza where the majority of people really dress up. Like everyone's wearing something really, really extra. You know, the outfits that people in the UK wear or people in Ibiza, for example, wear aren't really outfits you could wear anywhere else like you would not wear that out to Nando's for example or out to Tesco like you would only be able to wear that to a festival it's a festival outfit and it has no other use so of course I went with that dress code to Primavera and so did Nadine so did Neve. I will say the dress I had on if you follow me on Instagram you would have seen it was impractical to say the least so I'm slightly taller for a girl like I'm like five foot seven and 
I always have an issue when you buy a mini dress that is supposed to be short, like it is supposed to be a very short dress, but I'd say it would be very short on someone who's maybe like five foot four, someone who's five foot seven, baby, it's just a t-shirt at that point. So it was very, very short. The ass cheeks were out a little more than I'd like them to be out. And the design of it was like just these two sort of like strips that cover your boobs, basically. And I very stupidly did not bring boob tape. If I brought boob tape, there would have been no fucking issues. I'd have taped those puppies in. They would have sat really nice. I would not have had to worry about a single nip slip. But I did not bring boob tape. And honestly, one small move and the nips were out to say hi. So I was feeling self-conscious enough, you know, that the boobs could come out at any given moment. I could be ordering a drink and little do I know the cherries are out. Not what you're after, not what I'm after anyway. Feeding up and all that, but just personally, I'll keep things covered when I can. Um, so I was feeling a wee bit insecure enough about that, but I was like, okay, look, it's a festival. This is how we dress. It's always a little bit, you know, a little bit out there, a little bit risky, maybe a little bit provocative, I don't know. Not at Primavera. Not at Primavera Sound in Madrid. People are wearing jeans, T-shirts, Wearing an outfit that I personally would wear to Tesco. And that's not me saying, oh my God, these people look bad and they didn't make an effort. It's just a completely different style and that is absolutely fine. I'll tell you what, none of them had to worry about their baby boobies flying about. None of them had their arse cheeks out. They were just comfy and they were there to enjoy the music. And I, I respect it. And I must say, I was definitely jealous at some point. I did feel like a complete clown, I will admit. However... At first, I thought people were judging. People are judging. People think I am, you know, finish that sentence. People are hating me for this outfit. But we get in and there's like, Primavera is huge. It's so big. There's so many different stalls. There's tons of food stalls. We had, oh my God, these amazing tacos. It was amazing. Um, And then there's like, big brands like there was a pool and bear stage and then there was this like Maybelline New York thing so we basically went in we got ourselves a couple of drinks and we had some food and then these people approached us with big cameras again deja vu right and they're like oh my can we film you can we film you we want you to walk and take some pictures and they were from this Maybelline kind of stage thing so there we are strutting through Primavera sound getting filmed. This obviously isn't that out of the ordinary for me. That like I, I, I do stuff like that, you know, as part of my job. So I can very much do that and not be embarrassed. But even the dean, that was out their comfort zone, and they were like, "Okay, just blow a kiss down the camera." And even the dean are like, "Oh, like, oh, not sure how to do that." Like that's embarrassing for them. Fine for me, embarrassing for them. But it turns out that because we were dressed a little bit different from other people as much as we were feeling out of place and insecure everyone loved it got lots of compliments on the revealing dress some other things that i picked up (laughs) in primavera festival that i have never seen at any other festival was um this man was dancing we were there to see forte at this point in time um which is a dj if you're not aware and it was really good it was amazing this man in front of us was dancing the full time holding a large baguette. I mean a large baguette. Like if you go to Lidl in the bakery section and you buy one of those 
not even a foot long, like probably like a double foot long baguette. He was just dancing about with it. The bread must have been so fucking mouldy because it was really hot. I was really sweaty. I can't imagine how moist that piece of bread must have been in his sweaty palms. But all night he was dancing with the baguette and I actually looked on the Primavera Instagram page the next day and they, they also caught him with said baguette. It wasn't, it's not like he was holding it for like a wee five minutes and then he was going to eat it. This was his prop. This was like his majorette stick, this baguette all night long. And also I just spotted Baguette Boy and then I was standing, dancing, blah, blah, blah. And this guy next to me turns around with a little Tupperware dish and <laughs> says to me, he was Australian and I can't really do Australian accents. I can't actually do any accents if I'm being honest, but Australian one particularly tough. He turns to me, points his Tupperware at me. And he's like, do you want a nut? 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 Okay, not good with the accent. But in an Australian accent, he says, do you want a nut? So I was like, eh, I'm good. So then I'm thinking maybe these nuts are infused with something, something, if you know what I mean. So I was like, are those, like, are, why the nuts? Like, are those something else? And he was like, I just love nuts. These are just normal cashew nuts. I love nuts. The man is just munching his nuts. And offering anyone who goes by one of his nuts, his Tupperware of nuts. What I'm thinking is I feel like to a UK festival, would you even get a tub of nuts in? I don't think so. Fred again was amazeballs. Nothing funny to report there. He was just absolutely unbelievably good. He was so amazing. Actually, what's funny is I always do this thing when I'm drunk. Like, I, I just love to make best friends. Like, I love to be super full on with anyone who may who may I, I may encounter so in front of us at Fred again we were the second row there was only two people in front of us because we stood like an hour and a half before it started to make sure we got a good spot but there was this brother and sister so the sister was our age and the brother was my little brother's age so I was like this is the Spanish version of me and Paul right I could really relate to them. And they were so cute. You know, the whole festival, they were there together. They were loving Fred again. I was like, love these two. It finishes and I'm like, you have to come to Glasgow. You can come and stay in my flat. Not that I even live there yet. I'm like, you can come and stay in my flat. This is my Instagram. We need to stay in touch. And even the dean said I was doing this thing where I like pinky promise. I'm like, you promise you will come to Glasgow. Guys, I can't even remember their names. They were lovely. They were so lovely. And if I ever bump into them again, I will love to see them. But I don't remember their names. I did not really get, you know, a great conversation with them because we were literally watching a DJ. But I just do this thing. I'm so bad for it. I just, like, love when I'm drunk, being so lovey-dovey with everyone. I'm like, let's do this. We can be best friends. You can be my maid of honour at my wedding. That's the vibes I give. Anyway, nothing funny to report back on Fred again. He was amazing. Um, the next funny story, and I don't know if this was a you had to be there moment, but like we were just wetting ourselves. This became our personal joke, and this is now our group chat name, mine and even Nadine's group chat, because this is just fucking hilarious. But anyway, it got to four in the morning and it started to rain at Primavera and we're like, okay, it's time to call it a day. The festival's actually on till half six in the morning half six in the morning so we lasted till four it started to rain and we we're like let's skedaddle let's get out of here and we we're all starving as well so we walk to the bus that we had to get 
that I said earlier. We get there and oh my God, I have never seen a queue like it. Like I actually just wanted to burst out sobbing when I seen the queue. I was like, it is so long that I can't even see the front. I don't even know how long we're going to be here. Anyway, we obviously have no option but to stand and wait in this queue. We've been standing waiting for like, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes at this point now. And this guy next to us um, starts talking to us and his name was Simone, which is Simon, but he's Italian. So he pronounces it Simone. So Simone is 42. He lost all his friends at the festival, um, but he was enjoying himself too much to leave the festival to find his friends. So he just enjoyed it himself and called it a day when he wanted to call it a day so we got talking to him he was so nice he was actually so funny he had really really great english we just spoke away um and when we were like saying our names we we're like i'm megan this is nadine and this is neve and he was calling neve numph he was like um megan nadine numph oh sorry i'm so bad at accents but in an italian accent so he was calling the neve numph but anyway he was lovely he was so nice so he made the, the he made the waiting about go quicker because you know what it's like when you meet someone new you've got all this new chat to have we were asking about Italy I was telling him I'm going to Italy next month for a wedding blah 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 all nice so we eventually get on the bus I think at like half five in the morning we stood there for honestly an hour and a half um, something like that so we finally got on this bus and I fell asleep on the bus and then we arrive um into like the kind of town centre and that's where we would get a taxi to our apartment so finally by the time we're getting a taxi we're dying to get home it's like it's like 10 to 6 in the morning we left the festival at 4 like all we want is to be home and cosy and eat like that's that's all we had in mind so we're in the taxi we're like okay finally we're on the home stretch we're so so close I can taste it and then we're like oh my god they have Uber Eats here so ordered an Uber Eats McDonald's is on its way I got a cheeseburger I have actually recently found out I like everything on the cheeseburger like normally I used to get them plain no I just get the full shebang and it's fucking amazing so I was like oh my god this is so like imagine McDonald's imagine there being Uber Eats first of all abroad like uh, that that shocked me and that's maybe a, an ignorant thing to say but I was surprised that they had Uber Eats there imagine it's still been in function at 6am and imagine McDonald's selling the normal menu at 6am it was like the stars were aligning I could not believe our luck but we're so fucking excited so we'd matched it up so that we were going to arrive at the apartment and our Uber Eats was going to arrive like 10 minutes later. So all was looking amazing. We were so fucking excited. So we're in a taxi. We're all kind of dozing off it in and out of sleep. Not a brain cell left between us. So I look out the window and our apartment was near a little. I swear to you, I seen this little. Obviously, I've maybe just seen something that looked similar, but I was like, girls, I've just seen little. We're close to home. We're close to home. This is amazing. So then I kind of like doze off back asleep because I'm like, we're so close. I don't need to concentrate anymore. So then the taxi driver's like, okay, we're here. And we all kind of like wake up and <laughs> we look out the window and we're like, where's our apartment? Like, this doesn't look like our street. This, this ain't our neighborhood. So we're looking about and we're like, where are we? <laughs> and Neve's like, girls, 
we're at Belmondo. So, you know what I said? The night before we went to Belmondo, this really nice restaurant. So we're like, oh, fuck. Like, why are we at Belmondo at six in the morning? This place doesn't even open till 8 p.m. Like, how have we ended up here? So we're like, no, 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 no. Like, what have we done? What have we done? So we're like saying to the driver, and obviously, again, there's a bit of a language barrier. So we're like, please, can you take us home? Like, please don't let us get out. But you know how an Uber you need to like say where you're going like you can't just like start adding stops I think you're supposed to do that at the beginning or something I'm not sure like Uber are normally just quite antsy about changing locations so we're like please 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 you need to take us home we're begging we're begging so the taxi driver was really nice and he let us like edit it whilst we're in the car and he did in fact take us to an apartment so whilst we're on our way to apartment we're like make sure this Uber Eats is going to the right address so Nadine checks it and she's like yep it's going to Sebastian blah blah that's where we were staying thank god so we're like oh my god thank god this has all worked out so we get into the apartment get changed makeup off mcdonald's is taking a wee bit longer than expected but look it's fine these things happen so i am absolutely ravenous at this point i'm like i need this cheeseburger in my life like come on so i was like nadine message message the driver said where, where are you come on we're we're being patient but where are you it's half six in the morning and i need my cheeseburger and i need my bed the driver's like, I'm here, like, open the door. So I'm like, what? So I'm at the front door, I've got it wide open, I'm not seeing him, I'm out on the street, I'm pacing up and down the street, I'm like, he is not here, he's lying, he's not here. And they're, like, looking at her phone, like, trying to suss out, like, what, this is confusing, we're texting back, like, we're at the door, we don't see you, and he's like, no, you're not, you're not. And then Neve's like, oh, no. <laughs> She's like... Then McDonald's is going to Belmondo. We're like, no, not again, not Belmondo. Belmondo strikes again. We were not taking no for an answer. I needed this cheeseburger. It was the only thing that got me through that like two hour journey home. I needed a cheeseburger and I, I wasn't settling for anything less. So we're texting him like, please come, please come. And he's saying, no, no, like, no, this is your fault, blah, blah. And the dean was typing like, please, we are so hungry. And like Uber, I, th I think Uber translated for you because I know Airbnb does. But anyway, the driver was understanding what we were saying. And he's like, no, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. We're like, please, please, please. And we said, we will give you extra money in cash when you arrive please just come so he was not giving in so we decided in the meantime let's just order another uber eats to the right place so we ordered another uber eats but then all of a sudden the driver appears the original driver appears from belmondo to our apartment so we're like oh my god we've now got two mcdonald's coming so i open the door he's here and we're like oh shit okay we promised him extra cash what do we have I am very embarrassed to admit and I'm ashamed and this is shit and I feel really bad for him. But the only cash we had was five euros. So I passed, I embarrassingly passed the five euros to him and he rolled his eyes and he said, unbelievable. And walked away. He was not, he was not happy chappy. But I was, I had my McDonald's, I was happy chappy. So we're eating, <laughs> we're eating our McDonald's and Neve had asked for a plain cheeseburger. Now, what would you account as a plain cheeseburger? Because Nadine thought that meant just the patty, the meat patty and the bun. She removed the cheese. So Neve just had a plain hamburger and she like, took one bite into it and she was like, 
Like you could actually hear how dry her mouth was and she was like, very dry. So her burger was ruined. I ate my cheeseburger, ate my chips, drank my drink. I was quite satisfied. So we check track this second McDonald's that we ordered and it was still like 35 minutes away. Bearing in mind, it's half six in the morning. We are tired pups. We need to sleep. So we were saying like, try and cancel this order, try and cancel this order. But the lady who was delivering it was already on her way. So she was like, no, like I've re- left the restaurant. And basically if Uber Eats don't get the code from you when they pass you it, then they won't get paid. So obviously they're out working, they want paid. F- totally fair dues. I'm I'm on the same boat as you. So we're like, how do we get around this? Like, we don't want to wait up for this McDonald's. We don't want to eat it. We've just ate one. Like, we just want to sleep. So eventually, Neve said like, okay, I have the code. If I give you the code, just don't come to the front door and the lady was like what is the problem sir so obviously thought Neve was a man and we just found this so funny it's really not that funny but at the time it was fucking hilarious and a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, Neve said uh, here is a code like take the McDonald's home eat it whatever and then um, she replied like thank you very much sir me and my family will enjoy <laughs> and that, that was the end of the McDonald's story and the Belmondo story I feel like it was a ha- you had to be there moment Belmondo Belmondo just would not let us escape so the next day we got up, we're all a little bit rough, but worse for wear, as you can imagine. Um, what did we do? We just got up. Oh, we were actually supposed to be going to, like we had booked like a rooftop pool, but it was from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. And considering we went to bed around 7am, we decided that just wasn't for the best. And also, of course, whenever I go on holiday, the bad weather comes with me this year. I just have like a bad weather curse. Um, the weather just wasn't, that great especially in the morning so we're like we'll actually just be freezing and dying so we patched the pool and instead we just got up and we went for like a starbucks we just kind of potted around but we were all like really tired and really kind of suffering to be honest so eventually we're like let's go back to the apartment and just kind of chill out and see if we can like pull ourselves together for tonight so we're back in the little apartment our wee airbnb which was absolutely stunning it was so so nice like loved that we place so much so we're just all sitting, we're all really rough, like just kind of sitting on the couch, scrolling on our phones, or like, ugh. Then Nadine goes like, ah! and I seen a piece of paper come in through the window and land on the ground. And I seen like a hand, but I didn't see like a person. Nadine said, oh my God, this guy has just made like the creepiest eye contact with me in the world through the window. And then there was all of a sudden this letter on the ground. So we were like, what the fuck was that? That was really fucking weird. And he just walked away. Nadine picks up the letter 
And the letter says, in like big bold writing, 666, which is obviously the devil number. number. And then it was a sheet, like it was in Spanish, but we could make out some words and it was like Illuminati. Then it was like sexual something and like said like the devil. And it, it was just really fucking weird. So obviously we were really creeped out. We we're like, what the fuck is that? Like, is this guy coming back for us? Like, you know, it's just not really what you're after on holiday. It's not really that holiday vibe. Getting this satanic letter through the, the window of your apartment when there's no like security or anything, you know, which is a bit weird so we were major creeped out but obviously i'm here to tell the tale and we never seen this man again and we just left the letters outside so i felt a bit weird about having these letters inside it was you know strange vibes also if the guy who owned the airbnb found that letter inside i'm sure he'd be like who the fuck were these people staying in my apartment weird vibes anyway we then get ready we pour ourselves together and we were dying for a nice meal like as i said we were just kind of struggling to find good food i think we kept going out of the city center by accident just because we didn't really have our bearings or any brain cells to take us to the right places but anyway nadine had booked us this um restaurant she was like i've seen it on tiktok it looks amazing it's gorgeous we're gonna love it so we're all ready we're so excited to go so we get to the restaurant and we ordered like some drinks and some starters we shared those and then for the menu, like the menu was all in Spanish, so we had, we were having to translate every last thing because, like, most of the words we just couldn't make out, apart from some like barata that was obviously the same as it is here, but most of it we had to translate. So Nadine was on the translate job, <laughs> and she translated one of the meals, and it said on Google Translate, "This is what it translated to in English: suckling pigs with vegetables." <laughs> suckling pigs what obviously translate is sometimes a wee bit off like i remember when we learned french in school like not everything translated exactly as it would on google translate because i mean i don't know the science behind it but obviously they weren't selling suckling pigs with vegetables or i'd like to think not what even is a suckling pig anyway we eventually settled on um this like mexican burger we're like let's have that we can't go wrong we all ordered the same thing we're like mm, a nice big juicy burger you can bite into fantastic so out comes the burgers and when we translated it there was no mention of guacamole because i cannot eat avocado it knocks me ill like i mean even just a smidge of it i'm like doubled over in pain constipated for days it just does not agree with me at all right so it comes and it has this massive dollop of guac guacamole on it and i was like oh no like couldn't even be like i hate to be difficult i'm so sorry but blah blah, blah. because there, there was a language barrier so i had to go up google translate and say like I cannot eat guacamole and they seemed a bit annoyed I don't know if they thought I maybe just didn't like guacamole and I was being difficult I was being fussy but I was like no it causes pain anyway I was like oh I'm so sorry so they were like oh, fine we will change it the women really rolled their eyes off me but they um changed it and they came out and when things got like put on the table it was like a little burger and the restaurant was just all a bit confusing like it was really pretty it had like lots of like wee blossom trees and it was like really girly but then the plate was like this burger and then this like the chips came in a big skull and the little skull had a hat on and it was it was definitely like an ornament like an ornament for your house or something but they were just you know being a wee bit funky and putting the chips in it 
So like the the hat was not a dish, right? It was it was a hat. It was an ornament hat, and the guy took off the little hat from my skull and there was like all this sauce in it but it was like spilling everywhere because as you said it wasn't a dish it was an ornament hat and we all like a different waiter came to each to all three of us and the dean and names just got put down on the table but my guy put down the plate and then he took the hat off which revealed the sauce and then he like looked like he was going to start sort of like drizzling the sauce over my like wedgies like you know sort of like a kind of dressing but it was just like a sort of pity male vibe so it didn't really drizzle it just like like sort of glooped onto the chips so like, one big bit splatted on the chips and he obviously thought fuck this like i can't make that look nice so then he just put it down and he was like nice you like just just gave me it like that so i know that doesn't sound funny but at the time we we're like oh okay like what's going on here and i was like oh okay anyway so nadine and neve are ahead of me because obviously i had to change my burger so they're biting into it and nadine's like hmm so she looks and she's like do you just think this looks a wee bit pink now we know that well it was actually nadine's boyfriend who told us this and neve's boyfriend said the same that like maybe in places and some places in Europe would just typically undercook their meat a wee bit like it would be a little bit more rare than it would be like well done for example but when I say this was like you know when you buy mince in the packet and it looks like worms it's like little red worms this was what the burger looked like like some bits were like cooked through and other bits were genuine like red worms in the burger so we were like oh no 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 that is not looking that is just not looking cooked right it's like some parts have been cooked and some bits aren't it's not like it was intentionally rare so Nadine was like oh mine's is looking a bit pink they're like ha- Nadine's like halfway through her burger at this point and Neve's a good few bites in and he's like oh let me see mine so we shined her torch on it guys it wasn't pretty it really was not pretty it looked terrible so I hadn't t- taken a single bite out of mine and I just cut through it and again mine's was the exact same so we're like oh no we can't say again like I've already said about the guacamole like they're gonna fucking hate us but also at the same time we can't eat these and the restaurant was quite expensive so I didn't really want to pay for these extremely raw burgers so again we had to get up google translate and say like this is very raw like some parts are cooked some parts aren't and they didn't look best pleased obviously and then they took her plates and they just kind of left us to it like there was no more communication about what we should do next or anything so then I was like so can we just have the bill like even though we hadn't ate our meal like can we get the bill so actually they were really nice and they they only had us pay for the cocktails and the starters um but yeah that was an another day we went without eating <laughs> thanks Nadine no, I'm joking. How was she to know? But yeah, that wasn't the best burger we've ever had. So then we're like, right, fuck it. Let's just get out and try and get drunk somewhere. Let's enjoy our night. And we were really struggling again. As I said, I think we kept going away from the city centre because eventually we found ourselves in the city centre and it was so lively and it was so fun. More on that soon. But we were just in this like really quiet place. It was just like generally older people. And I was wearing, if you follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen it. I had this like pink lace long dress on and underneath I just had like sort of like hot pants and a bra. Um, and I was getting a lot of growls. A lot of people were looking at me as if I'd like killed their fucking cat. So I was like feeling, you know, a little bit insecure, but that's what I get for 
dressing basically naked, I suppose. But we're like, oh, this just really isn't the vibe. So eventually Nadine looked on TikTok and she's like, look, this place looks fun. Let's go here. So we get a taxi to um, this club and we were, we were still sober. Like we'd only had one cocktail from this place so we get in and it's like this spanish club and oh my god this would have been so fun if we were steaming like it was all neon and it was like just playing this spanish music and everyone in there was on a vibe everyone was loving it they were passionate about these songs their dancing was crazy but we were just three awkward scottish girls like obviously we didn't know any words to the songs I am not very good at the Spanish dancing. I was trying to kind of look at people and get some inspo, but I was too shy. I was too nervous and I felt too out of place. And there was this one guy, bless him, who I don't know if he was there himself, but he was certainly always walking around himself and he was always hovering around us, like obviously wanting to say hi. And he had this sleeveless hoodie on and he just kept awkwardly like turning around and just smiling out at us. Again, it was a had to be there moment, but we were like, this isn't really the vibe. What we learned from that is Nadine's recommendations are not to be trusted. <laughs> no, I'm getting on. The Spanish bar generally would have been a vibe if we were just a few more drinks in. But in the end, we found a nice wee place. We sat and had two bottles of wine. Then we were steaming. Then we went to a nightclub and it was really fun. Then we got some kebabs. It was a great night. A great night was had. So then we're on to the final day, which was yesterday. Hung over as fuck. Like, again, we ended up staying out so late. Like, we just had no intentions of staying out late. Like, we were so, like, tired during the day. More like, oh, I can't even be bothered drinking tonight. But then we'd just get out and be on some vibe and just stay out. Anyway, we wake up on the final day. We'd only slept for, like, maybe four hours or something. Um, and we were due to check out of our Airbnb at 12 in the afternoon. But our flight wasn't until half four. So we wouldn't have been going to the airport till, like, we didn't want to leave for the airport till about two. But then that would have meant, obviously, we had to drag our cases around Madrid for two hours. And we had two huge cases and three, like, cabin bags. So we are just like, oh, it's not really going to work. So we communicated with our lovely Airbnb owner. And he said, like, if you just leave at 12, like, so we can come in and clean for the next guest, you can leave your cases in there until two and pick them up before you go for the flight. So we're like, amazing. What a legend. Thanks, Tony. So we really wanted to go to like a wee cute market, you know, like when you go to a market on holiday and you get like cute bracelets and magnets and whatnot. So we're like, right, let's go to a market. That's what we'll do for last day. This day was the hottest day of them all. It was fucking roasting and, you know, that mixed with a hangover sometimes because one way or the other. For me, it was going the other. So we're really hungover. It was really, really hot. And we headed to this market and we're like, we can walk to it. It's like a 25 minute walk. Let's walk. I am about to pass away. I'm so hot. I'm so hungover. Oh, we also went for um, a toasty. We went for a toasty in the morning. All we wanted was like a cheese and ham toasty. But we just were really struggling to find one. We had something somewhat similar to a cheese and ham toasty, but it just didn't really like hit the same. Anyway, we ate that. And we headed to this market. So we walked to the market. The market is even busy. Like, I mean, it's the biggest market I've ever seen. There was so many people there. Like you were just like packed like a wee sardines. And I'm not complaining. That's amazing. I'm so glad this market's doing so well. But you, you need to be feeling good for this kind of market. You know, like hangover virgin death is just not the vibe for this market. We get to the market and <laughs> it's selling things like trumpets. Um 
which is great and you know that's really cute and it was nice to see and like but it's just not really what we were going for you know then we got the wrong end of the stick and that is definitely on our part so I actually just wasn't looking to purchase a trumpet um, <laughs> so we were like should we go like this is really hot and we're not going to buy anything should we leave so we're like let's actually just try go back to apartment and maybe we can go at the airport really early and we can sit and have food and it'll be like cool in the airport as in temperature wise let's do that so we start walking back to the apartment and Nadine's like so who has the key and we're like not me and he's like not me and we're like we thought you had the key anyway it turns out nobody had the key and that's no one's fault but that's sorry it's all of our faults it's no in particular person's fault it's all of our faults for being silly bums so Nadine's like I'll message um Tony the Airbnb owner and say look we don't have a key I take it you have a spare one and then so Google tra- basically Airbnb like translates into the language you speak but again as I said translate is sometimes a little bit off so he replied to Nadine saying it, it translated to good morning baby but like I can't stress enough how much this guy is just like really cute dad vibes like he would never have meant to call Nadine baby I know I don't know him that well but I, I trust that he wouldn't have tried to call Nadine baby so we were like laughing like that's so funny it's translated to that whatever but he, he basically said it was fine like he has a spare key so we go and we meet Tony and we're like okay let's get let's let's get in let's get our cases or pass, passports and we'll get shown the road let's head to the airport and hopefully get like a McDonald's or something so Tony tries to open the door with said spare key he's struggling we're thinking, oh, that's weird. That's weird. Why Why is it so hard to open this door? He is not getting this door open and Tony doesn't speak English. So he's, he's saying in Spanish, explaining the problem, but obviously we have no idea what he's saying. So we get a good old, good old translate out once again. And he said something is blocking the key. Like, have you left the key on the inside of the door? And it dawned on us that we did in fact leave the key on the inside of the door. I have gotten through 25 years of life and never known that leaving the key on the inside of the door is a problem. I genuinely had no fucking idea. And this was like a door that like locked behind itself. I don't really understand. It was called a safety door. So it was just really, really, really hard to open. So Tony's trying everything in his power to get this door open. It really, really is. But it's it's not happening. Like he's hammering the key and the outside of it so that it tries to loosen it from the inside, but just nothing is working. So then he calls his business partner, um, who is another Spanish lady, but she actually lived in England for a few years. So her English was impeccable. She was fantastic. So she comes and we're like, we are so sorry. Like, obviously, this is our fault. We're complete idiots. I'm so, so sorry. But she was nothing but nice. Like, God bless this couple. I'm oh, sorry, they weren't a couple. This, These business partners, God bless them because they were so patient and they didn't blame us, even though we were complete fan dans. They were so nice. So time's really getting on and we were aiming to leave for the airport at two because it was a half an hour drive meaning we'd be there two hours before our flight was taken off because that's what you're supposed to do so time was getting on it was now probably like half two and we were like shit like we're gonna end up being late for this flight like oh no so eventually the um woman was like i am gonna call the insurance and see if we can get 
a locksmith out to get this door open. So we're like, oh shit. And bearing in mind it's a Sunday. So like a lot of these things are closed or, you know, there's a bigger wait time or whatever. So we're like, fuck, like starting to get sweaty pans, pams now, right? This is a bit nerve wracking. So the locksmith is ordered. They didn't say how long he would be. Like they, There was no time scale given. It was just he'll get there when he gets there. So luckily, Tony actually owned the apartment next door to the one we were staying in. So he was so nice and he was like, come on and sit in here like in, in case you need to use the toilet, get out of the warmth, whatever. So we just sat in with Tony and um, the lady was away off, I don't know, probably working or doing whatever um, whilst we waited on the locksmith. So we're sitting with Tony and obviously we can't understand each other so we just had google translate out and we were speaking that way and it was actually so funny we're just getting to know tony he's actually from brazil and that's how we know his son was 21 and we're just getting a little bit about his life and again this is where we know that google translate doesn't work properly because he then said something to nadine like he was saying something like there is a restaurant nearby in case you girls are hungry but he said um in case you are hungry, mommy, or something like that. So earlier in the morning, he called her baby and now he was calling her mommy. So we were like laughing, not laughing at him, obviously, but we're laughing like at Google Translate. And he's just sitting like smiling away, like having no idea that he's just called Nadine his mommy. Oh gosh, you had to be there, but guys, it was really funny. So time's really getting on, right? And as panic is setting in, like we're starting to think, fuck, like there's a huge chance we are going to miss this flight. Luckily, maybe an act of God, you know, someone was definitely on our side. Our flight ended up getting delayed for one hour. So the flight was now going to be taken off at half five. So we're like, okay, if it was at half four, we'd never have made it. But we're like, okay, it's at half five. We might actually make this. So we're sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting. The locksmith is taking his sweet ass time. And eventually Tony... Google translates, the locksmith is coming, the locksmith is here. So we're like, oh my God, amazing. And we, what we had all said, like through Google Translate, that as soon as the locksmith is here, it'll take about five minutes and you'll get your stuff. It's so easy when the locksmith is here. No, no, it, it was anything but easy. The locksmith was honestly there for about an hour. He was swiping like all these pieces of plastic down the door, these little, bit, like, little bits of plastic paper through the door, trying to open it. It is not budging. There, there, nothing is happening. All of a sudden, it's just it's all getting so chaotic. Like the the woman business partner comes back and she's saying, okay, like between the two apartments was like a courtyard almost. So she was like, Tony is going to try climb out of one window and into the next. But in order to get down to the bottom of the courtyard, they had to use this big set of ladders. So we're panicking. Tony's about to die, and you know we've all been bonding with Tony for a couple hours. We really like Tony. We really don't want Tony to die. We don't want him to be in danger. This is all our fault because we left the fucking keys in the door. It's so chaotic. I phone my dad like this is a situation. My dad said. You're buggered. You're not making the flight. You're going to need to stay in Madrid. Nadine's on checking Skyscanner. The next flight to Edinburgh was on Tuesday night. So we'd have been there for another like two and a half days. Everything was just really hitting home. We're all starting to really panic if things were not looking good. These owners, though, of this Airbnb were unbelievable like I wish I could give them five million stars on Airbnb because they were just the nicest people ever. And the lady was like, okay. I'm not having you girls miss your flight. 
let's just drill drill the handle off like drill this lock and handle drill whatever you need to drill so these girls can get in so before we know it the drills are out we're drilling through this door and eventually we get in and we're like ah! we're screaming and we're running quickly we grab the suitcases grab passports quickly say our goodbyes um to tony and pila was uh, the lady's name pila or pillar pila 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 Pila, P-I-L-A was her name. That's how it's spelled. She was absolutely lovely. At one point when we were sitting in the apartment earlier, Nadine was like, is Pillar your daughter? And we were laughing because Pillar is like, a pillar it supports a building and she's like is pillar your daughter to tony who is just speaking spanish and obviously doesn't understand anyway again it had to be there so we're like oh my god oh my god so boot to uber and uber and um, we got in the uber at what time was it uh four four yeah we got in no was it later than that yeah i'm sure we got in the uber at 4 p.m because we were like or, or it was just before four. It was like maybe like 10 to four because we were like, okay, it's a half an hour drive so we'll have like just over an hour when we arrive at the airport. So we're in this Uber and we're saying to the driver like, please go as fast, rapido, rapido, as fast as you can. So we're driving and we were all hyping each other up like, okay, girls, this is going to be fucking stressful, right? When we get to this airport, it ain't going to be easy. This is the calm before the storm sitting in this taxi. So I, I, if you can remember, last year got stuck in Madrid. This exact thing happened to me. Like I got there and I was too late for my connecting flight. And when I arrived, the check-in gate was closed and that was it. There was no helping me. I wasn't going to make the flight. So we get there, we sprint and I mean, we're running like every man for themselves. I had about 20 kilograms in my suitcase and then like, like a 10 kilogram carry on so we're sprinting we get to the check-in gate and it's shut and i was like no 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 like we're genuinely panicking there's tears in our eyes and i was like girls we're fucked we're fucked i have been here before i know how this song ends and you're not gonna like the ending we're like fuck 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 so i see someone who's working there this is genuine deja vu ptsd this is exactly what happened to me last year when i was on my own so i ran up to this help desk and i was like we need to get on this flight it's been delayed we still have time and he was like no no like we cannot help like the staff is gone you're too late and we were like please 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 i was just not taking no for an answer and we have these huge suitcases we have two huge check-in cases and he was like um but you can try take them through security i'm not sure so we're like fuck it we're gonna have to do this so we sprint and join this uh, security check-in queue obviously everyone's staring at us like why do you have these humongous cases going through this security belt but we were not taking no for an answer so they said to us like you know you need to bin every liquid i didn't even bin every liquid i just binned liquids that were over 100 ml you know how you're normally supposed to put them in that little plastic bag I didn't even do that because I didn't have the fucking time to do that. I chucked this huge red 20 kilogram suitcase on the security belt, chucked all my liquids just on their own into this tray, go through the belt thing. Some some kind of miracle, they just let our cases go through. Like, I feel like you'd never get away with that in Glasgow Airport. Like, when have you ever seen a massive case just go through the security belt like that? And none of my liquids were in those plastic bags. I don't know, something, something was in the air and I ain't complaining. So we get our suitcases through. Some people were saying to us, like, no, you can't do that. But we somehow we just managed to convince them and they just let us go. So we're sweating. Like, honestly, all three of us were genuinely on the verge of a panic attack. Because imagine being, like, so close yet so far to making your flight. Oh, 
there's a nice cream van outside my house. I don't know if you can hear it. But anyway, we then get to like passport control. The queue is humongous. I was like, you're fucking kidding me on. Like, come on, come on. Sweating. I felt so sick. I was genuinely shaking. This was utterly horrendous. Also, at this point, we're still only living off that little kind of toasty type thing we had that morning. Been a very stressful day. People were texting me, my boyfriend's texting me, dad's texting me, like, are you in this apartment yet? Like, what is going on? I was like, oh. So anyway, we get through the passport control and we said, every man for themselves, we have to run. We have to sprint to this flight. Nadine's off like a whippet. There was no stopping her. She's been running some five or seven or ten Ks lately, so it showed. She was off. Then the Neve was a wee bit in front of me. I was struggling. It looks like I have never exercised in my life. I was running with a suitcase and I was shouting, I was going, I can't do it. And like this, this is funny now, but at the time, I imagine I was in complete distress and Neve's like, you can do it. Come on, come on. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I kept trying to switch arms and I dropped my suitcase at one point. It was horrendous. I generally was panting out of breath I had that blood taste in my throat I was dripping in sweat everyone was staring at us oh my god it was utterly horrendous bearing in mind I'm also violently hung over oh it was so so bad but by some kind of miracle we made it to the flight this is actually a useful story because if you're ever so late for your flight, but you've online checked in, but you just have a big bag, just do what I've done. And basically, when we got to the front of the queue to go on the plane, we just said, like, this needs to go into the hold. And we did have to pay, like, we had to pay, like, 58 euros per case, which was obviously annoying because we've already paid for the flight. But fair diddly do's. I was also, we're supposed to have, like, a 15 kilogram weight limit, and I was definitely over that anyway. So actually, it all worked out quite, quite well. I really can't complain at how things panned out. But it was it was an experience. It was a very, very stressful day. Like when we got back, like we on the plane, I I zonked out because I was fucking stressed. I was on the edge of a breakdown. And um, when we landed in Edinburgh and then we're in my car, I drove us home. We were like, This day. Like, how are we still standing? Like, what a day this has been. The quote of this episode really is you had to be there but try to put yourself in that position right like you're so late for your flight you're not going to make it the next flight isn't for like another two or three days away uh, they were also so expensive the flights were like 300 pounds you know you're you're locked out of this apartment your freaking identity is stuck inside it you know it was just a very trying time it really really was um, but it all worked out in the end as you can hear I am home and it gave us plenty of laughs. Lots and lots and lots of laughs. We actually, Nadine doesn't get tattoos. Me and Neve get tattoos. We fully, genuinely were trying to get Belmondo tattooed on us. Because we were like, that is just so funny. Like, we can just get it somewhere small and, like, cute writing. Like, it's hilarious. Like, because we just kept saying it the whole time. Like, Belmondo, Belmondo. In any situation, our group chat's now Belmondo. And then we were like, I wonder what Belmondo actually means. And it is French for beautiful world. How nice of a tattoo is that? That is like the most gorgeous tattoo ever. But unfortunately, we just couldn't get anywhere that was open. Like, it wasn't like when you go to like MAGA or Ibiza or somewhere, you know, like when there's like a kind of strip and there's all these tattoo shops open late for junk people. Like, it wasn't really like that. So we unfortunately could not get the Belmondo tattoos. It's, it's heartbreaking as that is because Belmondo 
holds a very important place in our hearts. Okay, and that is the end of our Madrid trip. I mean, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I probably just think these stories are so funny because I was there and I know how much we were laughing at it. It probably would have been funny if Nadine, were, Nadine and Neve were also here to tell the stories, but they unfortunately are at work and that is not possible. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's just a little fun, silly one. Hopefully you had a little laugh and... Hopefully you learned something. If you are late for your flight, do not give up. Do not give up. You can do it. But that is that for this week's episode. Next week, I'll try and do like, not a serious one, but more of a topic, you know, something to really discuss and dive into. And also details about Rollercoaster Live are coming very, very soon. By the time this is out, maybe tickets will be on sale or are going on sale. Ah, I hope to see you there. But thank you so much for listening. As always, my roller coaster riders, I love you so, so much. And I'll speak to you again next week. Big kisses. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that. I figured why we fool around so little. And we keep track of time. Being so serious, idiots. Thinking it will matter. Keep me company downtown. Before the clock runs out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.